what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hello, Meredith. How are you doing today? You know, Dad, I'm not doing too well. I spent three hours of my life last night watching what I consider to be one of the most boring finales ever. You know, I think we have some listeners that don't actually watch the show, but listen to our podcast. uh, And I think the only thing we can say to them is, you're welcome. You made a very smart decision. That was a masterclass by ABC in taking something that could have been an hour and a half and turning it into three hours of of commercials and pain. Yeah, you know, this is the first finale we've had in a long time that went by the old formula. Like, this is what used to happen every single time. And since we've been getting such weird endings recently, having such a cookie cutter one where nothing happens, I was bored out of my mind. You know, and and, uh, our friend Jesse Palmer talked this up as shocking surprises, devastating heartache, heartache, and many tears. There were many tears. Yeah, and maybe Gabby, and maybe Gabby uh, was was devastated. Although uh, perhaps she could have seen it coming. You know, I had heard rumors about the ending. I. I figured Katie won for a while, and and it did get confirmed for me this past week. But I also heard rumblings that things weren't going well for Katie and Zach. That Katie has, you know, been speaking to an ex of hers whilst being engaged to Zach. There was also a rumor that um, Zach and Katie broke up, and he was now with Jess. With Jess. He, Jess. Yep, Jess. I don't know where that one came from, but I, you know, I was hoping for some drama when Katie came out on on the the set, and there was none. There was the opposite of drama. They're talking about moving in together. They're talking about twenty twenty five wedding date. They're talking about kids, and I don't know. I'm not here for it. <laughs> you're you're not here for happily ever after. Something about it felt false to me. I don't know what I just I was I guess because I'd heard these rumors I had these preconceived notions I was like I think you're playing us I do not think this lasts a year. Well, something about this felt false. We've been watching this show for how many years and how many of these have actually uh, ended up in a in a wedding? Two, three? I don't know. So I I think that uh, your false antenna probably should be in tune by now. Yeah, but you know, some some people I thinking back on it since we've started podcasting, I do believe that only one couple is still together, Matt James and Rachel Kirknell with the season that ended The Bachelor as we know it. Um, so yeah, my my false antenna seems correct. I, I yeah, I don't know. I just was expecting them to not be a happy couple still. Well, and if if history holds, uh, 
you know, it, it won't take a year. It'll be uh, three to six months, I suspect. Uh, but and and I don't hear the same rumors that you do, so I'll I'll look forward to you keeping me updated. But uh, you know, we did get a three-hour show last night. Did you have any highlights? I had very few, and they're not that high. So let's get into them. I enjoyed seeing Ariel get to confront Zach. She's very poised, very well spoken. You know, telling Zach that he took away her agency by setting the no sex parameters rather than coming to the conclusion as a couple, which she agreed with the sentiment, but didn't like, you know, being told what to do, getting her decision taken from her. I just, I think that she's just so eloquent and mature and it's just so different than what we're used to seeing on this show. I, I also had her as a high. I will have to say I had to ask the mom. Said she took away her agency. What does that mean? And so she had to explain, do some explaining to me. Come on, Dad. Okay. I don't hear that term very often. It's an it's a very um, smart term, very yeah. educated term. Well, I guess I'm running in the wrong circles. Um, my other two highs one. This is a pretty weak high. We got to see Nate from Gabby and Rachel season again. Did I forget who this man is? Yes. But was I excited to see him back on my screen? Also, yes. Well, you didn't for you. you he was out of your mind. But when when uh, you saw him and they said, Nate, you, you remembered who he was. I remembered who he was. Well, when they said Nate, my first my brain went to Michelle's Nate who won her season, Tall Nate with the, the earrings. I don't remember him. Oh, well, that's who my brain went to. But then it was Gabby's Nate, and I was like, oh, what a guy. Missed yeah, him. We, we really enjoyed that Nate. We did enjoy that Nate. Would have been a good bachelor pick over Clayton. Well, I, I think that he has a daughter, as I recall. He and, does, uh, yes. And uh, that he's very devoted to. But uh, yeah, I'm glad he had time to come to the uh, bachelor program last night. My last high, um, when Gabby was going to the proposal slash dumping and she gets out of the van and she's telling the producers that they pulled into a really muddy parking spot and not to do that whenever the real thing's happening with Katie. Yeah, so so that you know, I, I think that's an interesting point. You know, you're you know the mom stayed up and watched uh, most of the the show with me last night, and and she was saying so so how does this work at the end? And I said, well, I think usually the first person that shows up, she she's she's not going to win. You know, they don't bring out both ladies and say uh, you get the rose. It's like uh, it's more of an individual conversation with each of them. So do you think that Gabby was just doing this? I know in my gut I'm not going to win, and so uh, Katie's behind me? Or do you think that she she knew some – did she have inside information? No, that was just her gut, I think. she She's just like, yeah, this isn't me. Katie's coming after me. Don't do her dirty like this. Don't drop her in a mud puddle. Not cool. But I thought it was very funny. I don't think that's – that seems like something we would get more in the blooper reel. And I enjoyed that we got it in the actual show. We we didn't even get a blooper reel, did we? Or I guess did we get some of that in the uh, the we got women? that in the women tell all? I, I, I think I missed that. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sad. That's all my highs. I've got a lot of lows though. Well, I I uh, 
also put down as a high aerials performance. And yeah, this this is this is uh, marketed to us as a live show, and I guess it's uh, a tape live or relatively live show. So we start. It's all it's in studio, and and we get to see Ariel, and they drag out Zach, and later we get to see Gabby, and they drag out Zach before. Uh, Katie comes out, but uh, I, I agree. Ariel, Ariel is just so classy and uh, and very cool, and and uh, and I thought she did a good job of I, I don't know, uh, asking difficult questions to Zach, but doing it in a in a way that uh, um, you know was fair and honest and and you know, left left bridges uh, intact. So, you know, would it shock you if you, in six months, uh, Zach was with Ariel? Would that shock you? Yes. Not because uh, they left on bad terms, but just because you think Ariel can do better. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that, I, that, that I w- was a high. I must say that I really enjoyed Zach's parents and they, they just seemed so normal and nice and, um, you know, so I, I, when they were on screen, we had our, our family visits with Zach's family where Gabby and Katie got to meet uh, Zach's family. So, uh, you know, his, his parents just seemed pleasant, normal. I was, they made me happy. They did seem pleasant and normal. Seems like a good family to be joining. Uh, when Gabby came out on the quote unquote live portion to talk to Jesse and then confront Zach, uh, her outfit and look made me feel like she had the Cru- Cruella DeVille thing going on. You know, she was all in black and she looked, she, you know, she had sort of an evil look about her. So I, I thought it was a real, I, I enjoyed that. It was real, a real Cruella DeVille sort of thing going. Yeah. She's bringing back shoulder pads. Okay. I, I, are they gone? I don't know these things. Yes. They're not, they're not around any longer except okay. from Gabby last night. And the last high, I, I think this is something Katie said, is that the women were all trauma bonded, trauma bonded. You know, so I, I, I was not familiar with that term either. So I, I sort of uh, that, that caught my ear that they're, they're, they're trauma oh, yeah. bonded because, uh, you know, a lot of times the, the women don't seem to get along so well. And even despite the fact that Gabby had to wear the scarlet letter, A, uh, all the ladies seemed to to be very respectful of one another and, and, and get along. Yeah. It seems like Gabby and Katie are very good friends. They've like posted TikTok videos together from the season about their friendship. And that also leads me to believe that Katie and Zach just aren't going to work out because why would you want to get married to a guy that slept with your best friend? Yeah. I gotta go. I, I gotta agree with you on that one. So, yeah. All right. Are we done with highs? We're done with highs. Okay. That lasted longer than I expected. Let's get into the lows. No Uncle Kronk all season. First thing, first thing on my list, no David Putty or Kronk. That was that was a very dis- uh, disappointing turn of events there. Technically, he did host the one of the first group dates in episode two, and they just completely cut the group date out of the whole season. They just didn't show it to us at all. He was there. We didn't get to see it. And honestly, this was the only reason I was that excited about Zach being the bachelor. 
Well, if if they cut it and we didn't see it, I'm not sure it actually happened, but I'll take your word for that. But uh, yes, disappointing that uh, there were no David Putty sightings. And obviously, he did not make the trip to Thailand. You are correct. You know, we're gonna we're gonna drag the family to Thailand. Family family visits happen there, so uh, I guess uncles don't make the cut. Well, famous uncles probably should. I, I agree. Maybe he's maybe he's working. Maybe he's got stuff to do. Another low for me. Um, we got confirmation that Ariel had no idea what happened during Fantasy Suite Week. You know, there was some speculation. Maybe Zach told her we didn't get to see it. Like, maybe she did know. But then finding out that you know, she's up there at the rose ceremony, Zach's, like, apologizing for everything, saying he made mistakes. She's just completely in the dark. And out of anyone, I think Zach owed her an explanation, not Katie. And then she has to, like, find out along with everyone else while watching the show. It's, just, it's very backwards to me. Uh, and and Ariel certainly uh, put him through the ringer on that one, but I think she was right. And and I think that Zach acknowledged that uh, she was right and was doing everything he could to agree with her. Um, you know, it's, 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 it was a, I'm sure it's a crazy week when you're going through all those dates. He's, he was trying to sort through things. And unfortunately, you know, it didn't click in for him that, Hey, I got to have this conversation with uh, Ariel as well. It's unfortunate, but uh, it does make it a low. Ariel's the only one he made that promise to and broke. Katie didn't know that this no sex promise even existed. And it just, Bad, bad calls on Zach's part. But but if he's going to end up with Katie, which for the time being we assume he's with Katie, and all this is coming out on television, if he's going to if he's going to make this edict to Jesse at the beginning of the week and say, "Hey, here's my plan: no sex with anybody," I do think he also needs to tell Katie because I don't think that's something you want your future bride to see on on TV, you know, two months later. So well, I think I, you can I, tell her after the fact. Well. I, I think I, I think he should have told everyone, but uh, you know he he missed the boat with Ariel. Um, another low for me: Katie crying so much in front of Zach's family for the first time meeting them. Like I think I would want to pull myself together a bit more the first time meeting my potential fiance's family. Like she literally cried in front of his mom, his dad, and both his sisters. That's literally all of them at three separate points. Like, it, just put yourself together a little bit. Yeah, she was she was melting down uh, the, the, during the whole visit, and I, yeah, and the families. I I don't know. Was that endearing this in some way? They seemed to they still they they enjoyed her. They liked her, but it just seemed a Jack's little. Moms seemed to find find it endearing. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. To me, it was sort of a red flag of, hey, uh, you, you got a, the emotional roller coaster here. Of course, we know that the other one, Gabby, is actually the emotional roller coaster that uh, uh, he should avoid and uh, – you know, Her emotional roller co- roller coaster was proved to be warranted, though. She was Gabby's? right the whole time. Yeah, she was right the whole time. 
Well, I, I just found myself thinking that if I was Zach, when Gabby came on to talk with Jesse, they bring Zach out and basically, you know, Jesse says, what do you, you know, what, what do you want to say to Zach or what do you want to ask him? And she, she just goes on a soliloquy for five minutes to a point where Jesse says, well, this is a live show. We, we have to, uh, we have to move on here. I don't know if she ever actually asked a question. She just sort of stated her piece and, and we moved on. And I, I couldn't help but thinking Zach in the back of his mind must have been thinking, oh, glad I didn't, glad I didn't go in that direction. Eh, I mean, I'm sure she's had a lot of thoughts in the past months and just was like, word vomiting a little bit, trying to get all of them out in her allotted four minutes. Well, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. What other lows do you have? I've still got a lot. No sound on Gabby's whole date. You know, poor girl always getting the short end of the stick. Now we can't even listen to her date. You know, I had to call you in the middle of watching this episode and be like, did my TV just break? Or is this is this an everyone problem? Because we come back from commercial to to Gabby's last date, and there's just no audio at all. And it wasn't just your TV; it was my TV. It was everybody's TV. ABC was having technical difficulties, but then after commercial, they ba- went back and replayed that date. Not the whole date, just half, just part of it. Well, part of it with, with the sound, which led me to my low of. ABC is just trying to try find filler at this point in time. They're trying to make this thing last for three hours. We're going to have technical difficulties, replay scenes. We're going to bring on Sean Lowe. Sean Lowe? Sean, yep, that's my next Lowe. Sean Lowe. Sean Lowe and his wife, because they've been in these situations before. We don't really have three hours of material, but we're going to drag this out, and, and uh, we'll have some more commercials. We'll be right back. And um, Sean Lowe actually posted a video of his wife, Catherine, who was up there on stage with him, explaining the fantasy suite week to him because he did not watch the show. Yet here he is giving his unsolicited advice. I, and I must say, I was curious as I was listening to them of how Sean Lowe navigated his fantasy suite week. Do we know? That was the first season of The Bachelor I ever watched, and I actually—I don't think he slept with anyone because his whole shtick was that he's a born-again virgin. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I found him sort of looking nervously at his wife as they were discussing the fantasy suites thing, and I was just found myself wondering, did he uh, perhaps uh, – was he with some other people <laughs> before uh, – he made his decision. So anyway, um, big low for you, probably no Neil Lane. He just couldn't make it out to Thailand. What the heck? Isn't this his only job? <laughs> well, they, they certainly gave, uh, the, his, his logo, uh, lots of looks there as they were, as they were giving out rings. But yeah, I, I enjoy a little bit of Neil Lane. Not, not a lot. You know, I, I like when he mixes it up, uh, you know, he's always very happy. So, uh, so that, but it wasn't enough for me to put on as a low. Mm, okay. We're getting to the end of this last low for me. I thought it was very sad watching Gabby talk to Zach and her specifically saying that like, she felt ashamed of having sex with Zach and like how it's all aired on national TV. Like 
you know, it's 2023. Women can have sex. It's okay. Like, you thought that you loved him and, you know, don't feel too ashamed about it. Well, I, I, I just found the fact that she seemed to have a lot of insecurity about herself, about, you know, why can't I be loved, uh, all this stuff. And maybe that's the knee-jerk reaction when you've gone this far and, and you're not the one that is picked. But I, I think we saw that from her several times during the season. And, and, that, and that made me sad because you know, she seems like a nice person. She's an attractive woman. You know, she'll, she'll figure it out. You know, but uh, I, I, I found her insecurities to be troubling. Yeah, and I mean, knowing more now than we do last week, apparently in the fantasy suite week after they did have sex, they told each other, like, this is just between us. We're not going to tell anyone about this. And so if I were Gabby, that would make me think, like, oh, like, I win. Like, he said he's not having sex with anyone. He had sex with me. Like, he wants it to be between us. Like, this is a done deal. And so I, I get, like, her roller coaster of emotions there. And it, that, it makes the betrayal a bit worse. Yeah. Do you have any lows that I didn't already cover? Uh, a couple. Um, yeah, we, we really enjoyed Zach's family. And it appeared that he had two sisters, but one of them didn't talk uh, the whole time. And look, she seemed rather miserable to be there. You know, she was the, the, you know, why did you drag me to Thailand, sister? So I... I I was concerned about her. I hope they found some fun things for her to be doing um, while she was sitting there looking like she was in a hostage video and not talking. Uh, I'm no, sure very, she enjoyed her free trip to Thailand. I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, something that bothered me was, you know, maybe you're going to discuss it later is after we, after we had the, ladies meet the families they get one more date with zach and and you know they're talking about oh you know i'm i'm you know where are you at you know i'm you know, I'm, I'm nervous whatever and zach just is sort of sitting back saying yeah i've got a difficult decision to make and and he, he seemed to just totally be clueless to what was going on with the ladies and and i think that there must have been a way for him to be a little reassuring and not uh, so clinical in the way he discussed it. It sort of felt like the way he might discuss it with some of his buddies over a beer. You know, I, I, I got a tough decision to make here. I got two uh, great ladies, but I don't think that's what you're supposed to be saying to the ladies. Yeah. I think Sean Lowe got that one right about, you know, you're being a little too honest with the women here and question for you. Do you think he really didn't know who he was going to propose to until the night before laying in bed thinking about it? Because that seems kind of ridiculous to me. I, I think he probably had a sense of which way he was going earlier than that. I mean, maybe, you know, he had an idea but hadn't really finally made up his mind. But I think he, he probably knew which way he was going there. So um, my final uh, low – they come on and say they're they're planning a 2025 wedding. What is it with your generation that requires these extremely long engagement periods? 
Yeah, well, they've known each other for three months. I'm so. not just talking about them. I'm talking about your whole generation. You know, we, you know, your your mother and I, you know, we got engaged in March. We got married in August. You know, what's what's the fuss? What's the muss? If it's right, it's right. You get on with it. Well, you know, I have not been engaged, so I can't really speak to it. But I don't think that uh, they're going to make it to 2025. Well, I I am skeptical as well, but I just don't understand why anyone would would plan a two year engagement. You know, so I mean, uh, well, listen, I, it's like two years of dating for them. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into the right reason. I'm giving my right reason to Gabby, I guess, because um, she she knew what was going to happen at the proposal. She had her gut instinct, and I like that. As she's walking up to the little altar, she said that if it was her, she would know it was her. And that's why she had a gut feeling about what was going to happen. You know, Zach wasn't going to make her feel this way if he was really her person. You know, I think I, I kind of liked how she handled the breakup. She's like, I don't want or need your apology. Like, please just stop talking. I want to leave. Like, this is over. Um, but she was still being like as nice as she could while getting dumped on national TV. And, and I did notice immediately, like as soon as she got into the car, taking off her high heels, she's like, I'm done with this, taking off these, these shoes, like take me home. So I, I guess the right reason goes to Gabby. Well, I, I'm giving the right reason to Zach's parents. Uh, I, I thought they were uh, kind, funny, uh, you know, they, they were very warm to both ladies. And, and I think for the first time in this, that, that I can recall in the show, I found myself saying, I'd rather hang out with Zach's parents than any of the other people on this show. You know, I don't want to hang out. You know, I like Zach. He seems like a nice guy, but I think his dad would be a better hang. I think Ariel's the best hang. No, Ariel would be a good hang too. But, uh, anyway, uh, I'm, 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 I'm going with the parents. Okay, wrong reason. ABC audio people, you know, forcing us to watch half of Gabby's date without any sound, wasting our precious time when we're already giving three hours to this show. Not cool. Well, actually, I went with ABC as well, not just for audio issues, just for why the hell was this three hours? It was totally unnecessary. Uh, It was painful. It was long. Uh, Ugh. You know, three hours late night, didn't like it. Agreed. I didn't even realize it was three hours till I sat down to watch it and you told me that it was and it just ruined my night. You know, your, your ladies basketball team won. At least you have that going for you. Yes. Go Gamecocks. We're in the final four. Okay. Um, I thought long and hard about the MVP and I truly could not think of a single person to give it to. So my MVP is no one unless you feel strongly and you would like to hand out the finale MVP. You know, I, I don't really have a finale MVP. If you had to give an MVP for the season, you know, is there someone that you would, you would give the MVP to for the entire season? Ariel, she's my favorite off the season, a new character that we've never seen before. You know, the poised, elegant, well-spoken, educated, mature, like 
too good for this kind of show, and I I enjoyed watching her. I, I I think that would be a good choice. Okay, do you have any fatherly advice to wrap up Zach's season? A, a couple things from last night that I that I thought were really good. Number one, when Ariel was on the show, I really thought that she showed grace that. Uh, you know, she she could have tried to bury Zach, but you know, she asked some hard questions. But she also thanked him for the journey and for uh, helping her get to a point where she felt she could be more open with people. And uh, you know, she she just is a very cool person, and and I think that we can all show more grace. So um, that's that's a good lesson to take away, and from. Zach's parents, you know, I think Zach's dad sort of emphasized that that uh, relationships are are not built on the good times. Anybody can have fun during the good times, but they're built on your ability to be there for each other when you go through difficult times. So I, I found that to be some pretty wise advice from his father that I will also share with you. Thanks, Mr. Shalcross. You're welcome. Mr. Yes, thanks, Mr. Shalcross. Whatever your last name is, and 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 you know, let's let's bring in uh, the uncle a little bit more often. It's a shame that he was not part of our show. Well, at least it looks like in charity season we're going to get some Nehemiah in there. Night one, undercover brother, which your mother was giggling about. Yeah, she texted me undercover brother, lol, and I didn't know what was so funny about that. It looks like a terrible disguise. I don't understand if he's going to be walking around the mansion night one, pretending like he's one of the men dating charity, but he just doesn't look like you'd be up to par with that mustache and wig. Yeah. So just uh, for those people that don't not say to like uh, the two hour and 55 minute mark, basically uh, we, we got a, a view of uh, charity's first night and her brother comes out of the limo, Nehemiah and he, uh, it appears that he's going to hang out as one of the guys in a disguise to determine which guys are really there for the right reason and which ones are not. We, we know we just don't have enough gimmicks on this show, so I'm glad we've got another one. Well, we've got three months before that cranks up. Yeah. Also, apparently, Bachelorette is moving from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Hmm. So we can stay up till 11 to watch The Bachelorette now. Well, that's that works better for my uh, eight o'clock cocktail hour with my buddies, but uh, that, that's about the only good thing. Doesn't work well for my ten thirty bedtime, but it's okay. You know, the things we'll do for charity. All right. Well, wind us up then. All right, that's the end of our season. We would like to thank the Mesh for hosting our podcast. If you like what you're hearing, feel free to give us a five star rating and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And join us next season as we discuss Charity's journey to find love from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.